Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. We have a wonderful guest that has actually a number of specialties that we can talk about, whether you're interested in improving your editing skills or growing your YouTube channel. Uh, we have my friend here, Shelly. If Shelly saves the day, we met a year ago, and we've kind of become a little bit better friends as part of a group over that time and got to know each other. And I know some of the projects that you're working on are pretty exciting, so I want to get into that. Hey, welcome, Shelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's been I, I, almost exactly a year. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's almost crazy. down to the date. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and as this comes out, which will be the Monday, so... Yeah, we're getting closer by the day. So perfect. So, you know, as you as you know, this show is about growing a YouTube channel, but I also know that you have some quite honestly some great information about iMovie. I use iMovie to edit my my work and I've learned a number of things just by watching your videos, which is the idea, I believe. Yeah. And <laughs> so that, that, that's been wonderful. So I would like to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to hear a little bit about your journey into the YouTube world as you've grown your channel and maybe a little insight along the way to help folks who are trying to do a very similar thing, grow their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my tagline for my YouTube channel is YouTube explained simply and video editing made easy. And I think it's really important because a lot of people believe that they can't be on YouTube until they have, you know, insert X, like the perfect video, the perfect lighting, the perfect editing. And it's just really intimidating and a lot to take in, especially at the very beginning. And so I, I really like to break things down as simply as possible to make it easy so that anyone can add a new skill into their thing, whether it's learning a little bit more about how to read their analytics and numbers or learning a little bit more about how to do a cool map effect inside of iMovie, which I know you did, which was awesome. Yeah. But for myself, I first got onto YouTube. This is going on past four years now. I started as a beauty channel, which is oh. so crazy to think about. I know I've made this whole uh, change in direction. I actually started a, a beauty channel. I made two videos on it. And then I told my friend I wanted to do a beauty channel. And, it, you know, when you're in the beginning, you're a little embarrassed. You don't tell anyone yet. And it's so funny, too, because if you go back and look at those videos, they're they're awful. Everyone's first videos are awful. So let me just put that out there for <laughs> anyone true. wanting to start. Everyone's first videos are just not great. But, you, you know, you're trying. And, and the whole thing is you hit publish. And that's, like, the first step. And I told her that I wanted to make this beauty channel. She's like, oh my gosh, I want to do that too. Let's do one together. So we actually scrapped my channel and then did a channel together for a year. And then um, at, at about a year point, I was like, you know, I really want to talk to people about creating channels, about the tech they use, about how to do um, video editing, because one, I don't see a lot of females teaching other females sometimes, or just in general enough right. in that education space. And she was like, oh, that's cool. But I really just want to talk about skincare. And so we ended up making two separate channels from that main channel. And so that's when Shelly Saves the Day was really born. Okay. Um, it was when I broke away from that beauty channel because right. I wanted to talk about other stuff. Right. So um, 
you I, you have a few channels more than that. So you had you start off with the beauty channel. You have this channel. Do you have other channels that you want to talk about or share that you're doing, or not really? Or are they just experiments? And what we always do, we always oh, here's an idea. Let's start a channel. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's fine because a lot of people are always like, I'm just going to toss everything on one channel. And and I think everyone you know who usually is in the YouTube growth space is going to tell you niche down, niche down as much as you can. Um, because a lot of the time you're just going to confuse people when you try and throw it all up in the same type of channel. And so it was something I really railed hard against for the first, you know, even the first year of having my new channel that you know me uh, for now is I was doing beauty unboxings and tech and life hacks. And it was just confusing. Yeah. Even then. So, um, I've reiterated on my own channel many, many times, um, even after I broke off from this beauty channel. So, now I know that my audience does not want certain types of content. And so I don't want to not be able to make them. And so I decided I was going to open these other channels. So some, I still have a beauty channel. I just opened a different beauty channel and I I now have like one where I can just um, like play guitar and sing, or I have one where I'm doing a a project called Vlogtober where it's a Mm -hmm. five minute at the end of the day, diary entry of video journal entry. And that's over on kind of like my vlogging or um, just talks all day channel or whatever you want to call it. And then I even have another channel, which is only talking about vertical video and my love and passion for all things vertical video. Oh, wow. So all the videos there, they're all shot vertically. Like it's all about vertical, the apps that you use to go vertical. And it's just like a passion project that I'm doing on the side too. So I have a whole bunch of channels. Sure. Because I think we're all multi-passionate, faceted Absolutely. people, and I think it's fine as long as you just don't confuse one channel with it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and, and I've done the same thing with a, a few different channels. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I keep coming back to the this my main channel that keeps pulling me back, which, you know, probably uh, grows the slowest, but that's what I love to share but then I kind of, when I start going down another path, well, then I turn into a different channel. And I think that's what you're talking about. What, what are some of the things that you've noticed as you have really honed your skills and understanding of developing and growing a YouTube channel? What are some of those things you notice right off the bat that someone needs to consider to, to grow a channel? One of the things that I think is most important that people forget so much, YouTube is inherently, it's a little bit selfish and narcissistic in the way that you believe that you have the right to people's time and they are going to find you interesting and fascinating enough to watch. Right. But if you actually think about the way that YouTube is intended, where it's really a big social media site, the biggest that you can think of mm-hmm. for you to connect with the people that you want to the most and to build that, you know, community, that raving tribe that everyone always wants, you really have to almost take yourself out of the equation at some times and think, What is it that my audience needs to learn? What is it that, you know, what problem are they facing? And not just like, what do I want to share today? What can I do to like, at least get a video up? And it's just the reverse type of thinking. And so you see a lot of the people who start, like, I'm going to start a vlog. And I'm like, why? Why do you think people care about your life at, not to be rude, but like, look at any big channel that has a secondary blog channel. Usually um, it's, it's almost always less than a quarter of the percent of their main channel. Right. And, you know, unless you know, like, and trust a person and want more from them, you are really there to like serve a purpose, whether that's entertainment or education or something else. Like that's the purpose of why you're there. It's not that 
you are a celebrity and people care about you until much later. So right. people start for the wrong reasons. They start because they want to be the YouTuber and make all this money. And then they start thinking that it, people really just want to see what's happening with them and their lives and not people are looking to seek connection with something that interests them that this person has in common with them. So it, it's just different. And I think people really forget the art of crafting the title, the art of creating a thumbnail, because they're almost like afterthoughts for a lot of people. Sure. And they don't do those things. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the iMovie, because I, I know you you have a program coming out. And 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 I, I like iMovie. I, it's just so easy to use. And and I you do something that I do, and that is combine uh, Keynote. Is it Keynote that you're yes. using? Yes. yes. And, and I think that's a great way to uh, add specific, just little animations and things like that. That I mean, I do it all the time and I've found it very effective. And a lot of times I get eye rolls when I mention it as, as a way to go. And I don't know why, but maybe it's I call because- it the secret weapon. It really is. Like all of the, the spinning text effects that people always complain that you cannot do in iMovie. You can't even move text in iMovie, really. Right. Right. And all of those things can be handled inside of Keynote. I know people who make thumbnails inside of Keynote. Oh, and wow. in fact, for all of the people out there who are not willing to pay for a separate program, upgrade to Final Cut Pro, you can shoot an, or you can take a finished video that you have from iMovie, put it into Keynote and put it into a, a slide size that is going to be f fine for Instagram TV or like actual vertical sites, because you can put it inside, you can put a video inside of those slides and then export right. it as a video. So people really like try and poo-paw about it, but like it's it's more powerful than people think. Yeah, no, totally agree. And I know I haven't explored half of it. Do, do you have, you have some videos on that. I know you have at least one or two. Um, do you yeah, have a you lot? Yeah, like the special effects ones. They're yeah. almost always using Keynote. And I almost feel bad at some points being like, this is the trick, but it's like, it's always the same. Go into Keynote, start this, do, you know, <laughs> yeah. do the action there, export it as a video. Um, it, it's really amazing how much of it happens inside of Keynote and sometimes not inside of iMovie at all. Sure, sure. That, that, that's amazing. Uh, what are some of the things in iMovie do you think people miss? I mean, I've learned, like I said, a few very interesting, helpful things that have helped even my retention. We talked about the travel yeah. thing. I thought that was really cool. And has engaged the audience to comment. You can maybe explain a little bit about that. But what are some of those things like that that you think a lot of people miss with iMovie that could be valuable? I think a lot of people only get through some of the very basics, like how to split a clip and how to do a jump cut or how to maybe raise and lower the volume of something. They really don't play afterwards when it comes to things like, or, or maybe even speeding up and slowing down something, mm -hmm. but they never play with things like color grading, color mm -hmm. matching with like throwing on filters and effects with doing voice effects. I mean, there's so many things that are built in and people just don't explore them because they're like, oh, I just want to get the video out or right. they don't know they exist. It's one of the two. Right. Is, is there one that you've discovered that you're really surprised that it was, uh, was there? I mean, like you really dug down deep into iMovie or, or am I just hoping that I'm going to find something that I've never heard <laughs> of and you're going to tell me about it right now? <laughs> well, you know what though? I do have an iMovie course that's coming out in yep. um, October 16th. And I'm going to, because you are the host and 
I am your friend. I'm going to give you a copy of it. And I'm hoping that you're going to tell me that there's something inside there that you learned and maybe even write me a, a positive review. That I think you're really going to gonna like it. Yeah. yeah I think I, I even though feeling. you know iMovie, I think you're going to find some cool stuff in there. Well, like I said, I've learned stuff already and I've been using iMovie since there was really iMovie. I mean, I really have used it that long when it was available. I started using it for projects. And, but kind of like you said, sometimes you just don't explore beyond what you need and don't realize all the things, you know, you may see something, but you, you don't pay attention to it. You don't pay attention to what the value of that could be. And so that, that's great. You can yeah. make your that, voice sound like a robot and give yourself a comic book character effect with a I, filter. I'm Did you know in. that? I'm, yes, I, I did <laughs> okay. know that. And I, <laughs> that's and awesome. yes, I have played with it. <laughs> I've made my voice a lot of odd, anyway, uh, but I've had fun with it. Okay, so let's let's dig deep in terms of editing and, and editing your, your, your videos for YouTube specifically. What do you think are some things people need to be thinking about in the process of editing um, that will maybe give them a little bit, one, maybe as we know, retention is really important that could help, but also, as you pointed out, the viewer, the importance of the viewer that's going to make your video something that the viewer is going to care about and want to watch. Any, anything that you can share? There's actually a pretty standard formula when it comes to a lot of the videos. Um, and a lot of people just tend to either ignore it or mess it up like really badly. You know, you want to start with that interesting hook or teaser of what it is that they're going to get in the video and why they should stick around. And that should be in the first 10 seconds yep. because that's how long you have before people decide to click off most of the time once they come in. You really then, if you're going to have a branded intro at all or any kind of stinger, it should always be less than seven seconds and place quickly and get, you know, over with. Mm -hmm. um, there should always be a call to action. I say usually in the first third of the video because most people only have 30% retention at the very end of their video. Right. There should be then a sequential um, logical, if you've promised something like three different ways to X, then it should be one, two, and then, um, or like one, a call to action, two, three, a call to action at the end. Sure. Three, you always want to make sure that you never indicate that the video is actually over by saying like in conclusion or wrapping up or the last thing is, or thanks for watching. Right. Those are all um, like retention killers that the graph will just drop off as soon as you start saying those words. Yeah, you also want to make sure, I know it's so obvious. You can see when people are doing it. <laughs> and then oh, the thing that, <laughs> exactly. The thing that I like to refer to as the spider web strategy is um, hmm. usually I like to almost shoot in blocks. And so I know the next video that's going to come out in the video that came before. So if I can, I'll have some sort of circular reference to, well, now that you know how to cut out an image and have no background, let's work on how to animate it. So if, to do that, you want to make sure you check out this video and you point at right. where it's going to be. So it takes some more foresight and actually, um, I call it strategery. <laughs> it takes some of that um, to actually kind of make it enticing for the, you want to create like that Netflix bingeable effect where it just kind of rolls into the next one. And then right. five hours later, YouTube's like, are you still watching? <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I finished the whole playlist. <laughs> so yeah, playlist. that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll often say, you know, treat your channel like one big playlist, you know, yes. one, one video to another. Uh, so what are some of the things, let's talk about your channel a little bit and, and, and the growth of it, because a lot of times there's a lot of insight that you can come from that. Was there a video specifically that kind of kicked your channel into gear? I talked to a, a number of 
YouTubers through the years that say, yeah, there was a video and then I capitalized on that, you know, made the next video after that video and it just got that momentum going versus some people who have a viral video, don't do anything about it and wonder why, you know, the channel's not growing beyond that. Um, did you have a video like that or was it, was it a, just a general slow growth? At the beginning, it was pretty slow because it was also sporadic with the type of content I was making. So right. one would be a beauty unboxing and then it was an iMovie tutorial and then it was a how to cut up a t-shirt or how to mm. paint the bottom of shoes. <laughs> and so, which is a very confusing, um, <laughs> very confusing flow for, for anyone to follow through. Sure. But, um, and actually my highest performing video didn't actually pop off until three months into it. Um, oh. And so this is three months later after I'd um, made tons of other videos that yeah. then this one came back. Um, but there was one that I am pretty much known for besides the green screen and special effects is the how to make an animated subscribe button. And oh, yeah. that really like put me on the map as far as like iMovie people where a lot of the people, um, when you type that in now, you're a lot of the time going to find me. So that one was pretty steady from the very beginning and then really went through. And then it was a year later or so that I decided to do an updated one. Okay. Um, and that one did fairly well too. So sometimes it took me a while. I should have probably done it like right after. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think I had also um, waited because it wasn't until a certain update and version release for Keynote where they started doing uh, transparent backgrounds for video. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I did an up when I had something new to say about it that was very different from the first. Right. And I think that that actually could have been bad for me because if anything, I could have just ridden that wave of doing a lot of very similar videos with very minimal changes to really sure. cement myself with authority. But yeah. I waited until a whole year where something was completely different, where some people like were interested, but some people not so much. So I think I've, I've missed a whole bunch of opportunities when it comes to my own channel. I'm definitely able to self-reflect and be like, I missed a whole bunch of opportunities. Sure. <laughs> I messed up a lot. <laughs> well, we, we all do. I mean, that, that's yeah. a given, but we also have that balance of, well, you may have burned yourself out quickly going that route too. I mean, that's certainly something I've done with channels where there it's growing quickly, growing well, but I'm burned out on the topic. I, I just don't know how much more I can give in that area yeah. without just saying no more. And, and, you know, that's why I always end up back in my other channel, but yeah. no, I but yeah. touched on that because I was saying that like a lot of the time when I said it's all keynote and I feel yeah. bad making more videos saying use keynote. Right. But I also then, someone told me, I'm like, well, you're really like uh, narcissistic to think that everyone has seen all of your videos, first of all. And I'm like, but I've made <laughs> that video. And they're like, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean everyone has watched it. And, and so someone else had to be like, just make it again, make it again, yeah. make it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So what, if somebody was just going to start a channel today, what, what is some of that advice as we start to wrap up here? Um, what, what's some advice that you would give somebody say, you know, Shelly, I want to start a YouTube channel. What would be the next thing you said to them? I would say you have two choices to pick from. One is you think you're multi-passionate and you have a lot of things to talk about. And so you keep claiming that you can't decide on one thing. You know, right. you can't decide on the thing that's going to make you the most money or the thing that you just, um, you know, the most about, you just, you can't decide. So I would say that is the spaghetti method where you make videos on everything you want, throw it against the wall and see if one of them sticks and like makes you happy. That's one yeah. way to do it. Yeah. The Let me throw is something on, in on that because <laughs> I did that 
near the beginning of the channel, I did 100 videos in 30 days, with it, for, forgetting about the fact that I was going on vacation to the Caribbean and then uh, moving my studio, but I still got it done. That's amazing. Bunch of spaghetti, not saying it was good spaghetti, not saying, you know, but it was spaghetti. And, and, and some of them did go very well. And none of them were the things I really wanted to do. And I think that's certainly the danger. And like you said, as long as it's something you think about, you're throwing that spaghetti, is it something that you care about? Don't just do something to see if it goes and then get stuck with it. I, right. I, I've seen that a lot. I've seen that for a lot of people too. They're like, I don't even want to talk about this content anymore, but that's all my audience will listen to. Yep. I definitely know some people like that. Um, I know several yeah. people like that. <laughs> it's funny because they're like, if I have to make one more video about X, and, and yeah. they don't even like X anymore, you know, which is funny because they're like, I've ne- I was never passionate about X, but that's just what their audience yeah. wants. Um, the other option is yes. to really go more niche and mm-hmm. calculated when it comes to what it is that you're going to talk about and stick with only that. And you can't care that you don't get a ton of views on it because yeah. it's like you're building this expertise niche where you are going to be the authority on it. And it's just, it's a completely different strategy. You know, one is a very calculated risk and the other is just like a very flamboyant, like, let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> so th- yeah. those are two different ways to go. Yeah, no. And, and it's important to actually talk about that and think about that because sometimes people just jump in and not think about what strategy and approach they're going to take. Um, and I think if you're mindful about that, next step, at least, you know, um, in, in, in back to my hundred videos, I was mindful of it realizing, okay, I know it, it may not be perfect. It may not, I was really bullheaded about the whole thing. I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. I know it's going to take longer. I did that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it too. And then the world beat me down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> I kept railing against being like, people are going to care about me and I'm just going to put different playlists on my channel and it's going to be fine. And the world was just like, no, (laughs) know your place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shelly, you've certainly carved out your place and you are certainly an asset to anyone who wants to know more about YouTube and growing their channel and iMovie and editing. I mean, you really bring some really nice insight and of course, a a wonderful personality to to, to YouTube I thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your insight. It's uh, if you want to share a little bit about how people can contact you, check out your new program coming up on iMovie. I, I, I would love it if you'd share that. Sure. You can find me on YouTube. First of all, like I'm smiling so big because I was like, that was so nice. Thank you. <laughs> but um, You can find me on YouTube under Shelly Saves a Day. And there we're talking about uh, video editing and YouTube. And then if you are looking to learn how to edit with iMovie and Keynote, it's going to be on iMovieMadeEasy.com. Excellent. And all of my YouTube channels, the ones that like we are not going to get into, they're all listed under my channels section on on my main channel. So you can find me. (laughs) Perfect. Shelly, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.